This episode of The Lutheran Cartographer is sponsored by Ad Crucem. Get wonderful gifts, Christmas ornaments, art, and cards at adcrucem.com or go to lutherancartographer.com slash 2020gifts to be taken to their site. The Lutheran Cartographer, Episode 49. Welcome to the Lutheran Cartographer, the podcast where we explore what it's like to be Lutheran in different places. I'm your host, Nicholas Weber. Today we are going to Peace Evangelical Lutheran Church in Chehalis, Washington, to talk to Pastor Daniel Freeman. Pastor Freeman, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So tell us about Chehalis. It's a, a strange name, but people are familiar with where Washington State is, I'm sure, in the northwest of the United States. Where exactly is Chehalis in Washington? So Chehalis is ex- just due south of a little town called Centralia. And Centralia gets its name because it is exactly halfway central between Portland, Oregon, and Seattle, Washington. So Chehalis is essentially halfway between Seattle and Portland on the I-5 corridor. All right, good deal. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you came from and where you've lived before you and how you came to Chehalis. So I, I, I grew up on the I-5 corridor down in Oregon, about 80 miles south of Portland in a town called Albany, Oregon. I went to uh, undergraduate school at Concordia College in Portland and then out to seminary at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis, Missouri. Did a year vicarage in Highland, Indiana, which is basically a suburb of Chicago on the Indiana side of the border. Um, And then back to St. Louis for a year. And my first call out of the seminary was to uh, southwest Montana, where I served a dual parish in Three Forks and Ennis. So that's where I've been. All right. So how would you compare that with Chehalis, those other places, what uh, either cultural or just geographic or weather differences have you seen? All right. I somewhat jokingly tell people that I live now in my hometown 150 miles north of my hometown. The town where I grew up is very similar. So uh, Albany is in Lynn County, Oregon. And I tell people that Lewis County, Washington is the Lynn County of Washington or vice versa. Um, They're geographically very similar. Um, They're culturally very similar. It's just uh, 150 miles north. All right. Good deal. So now let's talk about what are some of the best parts about being in Chehalis. It's like being home, just not quite. I'm familiar with the culture. I'm familiar with with the people. Um, it is it is. People think Portland, Seattle, Western Oregon, Western Washington. They think uh, maybe uh, an urban area, but we are definitely not. We are uh, decidedly rural here in Lewis County. Back in the day, it was mostly timber and farming uh, that were the industries here. So. Um, I, I enjoy the rural lifestyle. I just can't handle the urban lifestyle anymore. Cities are great to visit, but I don't want to live there. All right. So say more a little about the culture. You mentioned you've been in Montana. Is the rural atmosphere in Montana similar to the rural atmosphere of Washington and Oregon? 
similar. Um, in in Montana, people are so spread out that that independence is even more necessary, probably. So so uh, rural Montanans are even more independent than than rural Washingtonians and rural Oregonians. Um, but they probably have more in common than they have uh, differences. That's for sure. I see. When people think of Washington, they generally think of the very progressive ideas of Portland and Seattle. Does that also come to Chehalis in some forms? Not as much. So, uh, you know, and, and for people across the country uh, who who just always see a sea of blue out here on the West Coast, Washington is not really all that blue. You get over the Cascade Mountains and it is deep red. And and Lewis County has the distinction of, I believe, being the only red county in Washington west of the Cascade Mountains. So we, we are uh, um, we are decidedly more conservative, both socially and politically down here. I see. So now let's talk about what are some of the challenges about being in Chehalis? Well, being the only red county in a sea of blue has its difficulties. <laughs> we uh, we often get branded with the progressives. The, 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 the progressive ideologies do flow over, of course. And so um, um, we have to deal with some of the progressivism of the of the state as a whole, or or shall we say, of the urban areas of the state uh, as it spills over in the uh, in the policies of in the statewide policies. I mean, one of the challenges of living in Western Oregon or Western Washington at all, period, is um, if you don't like rain, you're gonna have a difficult time. Um, it's it's dark. Uh, to, today is a perfect example. It is a perfect fall day in Northwest Washington. It is gray and dreary and wet outside today. Um, if if you have seasonal affective disorder, you better buy some sun lamps if you're going to live here. That's a good way of putting it. So now let's talk a little bit more about the rural culture and what that brings with it. You mentioned that independence and how that really self-reliance increases as you get into a more remote and more rural area. What other things should city slickers or people who have maybe grown up in suburban areas know about being in a more rural location that they might not know? So it's interesting. Living in a rural area cultivates a certain amount of independence. At the same time, um, it, it also cultivates a neighborliness in that um, because, uh, you know, you can't just run to the corner store uh, for everything you need. Um, people help their neighbors out. So, you know, when when uh, uh, like, for instance, there's still quite a bit of agriculture around here. It's, it's all much smaller uh, in in size than it used to be. But it's it's not un, uncommon for you know if if uh, if if a piece of equipment breaks down during haying season, um, you know your neighbor will probably have your back and and if they're not in the middle of using it, loan you theirs to get you through the through the season. You know, so get 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 the job done, get the hay in, uh, so that then you can work on getting it repaired. Um, Again, Western Washington, not a lot of great sized windows to get the hay in because uh, you do, in fact, have to make hay while the sun shines. 
All right. So now let's turn to the namesake of the podcast, the Lutheran cartographer. What is it like to be Lutheran in Chehalis? That is that. So we again, because we are rural, um, you know, Lutherans out in the Midwest, uh, especially the upper Midwest, are used to being able to, to spit in any direction and hit another Lutheran church. Um, that is not the way it is here in Lewis County. Um, we have, uh, 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 I guess, in, in the neighboring towns, we have three neighboring ELCA congregations. Um, but we are the only LCMS congregation for miles and miles around. Um, the nearest LCMS congregation uh, to the north of us is up in Olympia, about uh, 35 miles away. Um, the closest one to the south of us is down in a town called Longview, which is 45 miles south of us. Um, the closest one to the west of us, um, that's kind of a toss-up whether you go you go due west or a little northwest. Um, but you got to get clear out to the coast, to Aberdeen, Washington, or uh, or uh, a little bit around the sound to Shelton, Washington, uh, both well over 45 miles away. And east of us, you've got to go over the Cascade Mountains to Yakima, Washington. And that's, you know, that's two and a half hours away. So geographically, in the world of the LCMS, we are pretty isolated. Wow. When you encounter other people in your day to day, do they know what a Lutheran is? Or is that this strange thing that they're they're not very familiar with? Most people, if they know anything about Lutheranism, they know the Lutherans that get the national attention, which, of course, is the ELCA. So so there's uh, there's um, quite a bit of explaining that has to go into. No, we're not that kind of Lutheran, if you will. I see. OK. Now let's talk about what it's like to raise a family in Chehalis. I am uh, I am the father of of four children. My oldest is uh, is married and in Colorado now, um, and my youngest is a sophomore in high school doing all online school. Um, we have been very blessed. the The public education in Chehalis has been. Um, uh, really quite good, um, maybe not excellent, but uh, but my wife and I are both musicians, and and our kids have all kind of gone that direction also, and uh, the Shahela School District has amazing support for their music programs. You know where where so many school districts are for funding reasons, um, cutting all the arts. Um, Chehalis has not gone down that road. They, in fact, have strong support in the community. Uh, so that that just was a was a an, an unforeseen blessing when we came here. Um, and the quality of the education, like I said, has been has been quite good. Um, although now we're back to one of your previous questions. The the progressivism of the state of Washington um, has begun to to um, because of policies, because of statewide policies, uh, infect, if you will, our school system. So I have I have several parents of young children in the parish who have now made the decision that that they're going to homeschool their children because of just statewide things that are going on are 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 just untenable and 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 so. Um, but but as far as, you know, raising the family in the rural area, um, you know, being able to have them in touch with with God's creation. Uh, um, my oldest daughter one year uh, filled her deer tag in our driveway. So <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> that uh, that took care of the food for the year, or some right. of it anyway. Some of it. Yeah. it. It was a small small blacktail spike, so it wasn't a lot of food, but <laughs> a good treat nonetheless, I assume. Indeed. All right. So, anything else that you'd like to to say to? Uh, parents who are thinking about moving to a more rural location or to Shahila specifically that they should know? Well, I, I guess, like I said, be, because we are in the state of Washington and because the state of Washington educationally has has made some really, really bad decisions in the last uh, couple of years, I, I would plan um, on homeschooling your kids or we do we have a we have a handful of parochial schools. Um, there's a there's a Roman Catholic school in the area. Um, there is a, a a generic Protestant Christian school up in Centralia. I've had some parishioners go there. I've had one um, actually. He he was graduated from the the Roman Catholic school before I um before I got here. Um, but he he seems to have gotten a good education there. I really don't know much of anything about the third, and that is there's a there's an Adventist school in town. Okay. Um, uh, so, so there there are parochial school options, but they, of course, uh, the, I think the 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 longest one stops at the eighth grade. So eventually, you get to high school, and the kids are either going to have to go to the public school or be homeschooled. Okay. Well, I don't want to do too deep a dive into this, but I also don't want to just leave it to our listeners' imagination. What exactly are those policies or bad things that are, you're seeing in the Washington State public schools? I mean, maybe the worst is is last year there was a statewide mandate passed by the legislature, and and in our in our election just a couple of days ago there was a, a referendum on this measure. The the um, the the citizens of Washington had the opportunity to repeal this, but there has been mandated mandated state mandate state mandated. Uh, uh, education on human sexuality going all the way down to kindergarten and, and uh, um, things as far as pushing the, the, uh, uh, the agenda of, of the LGBTQ community, um, talking about, uh, uh, you know, transsexualism and that sort of thing way down into the early primary grades and where, when my kids were going through school and they, they got to the human sexuality units in their health classes, we could simply say, Hey, you know what? My kids aren't going to participate in that. Um, the, what the the legislature and the the state um, superintendent of, of public instruction has in mind for this is that it is a far more reaching curriculum so that these issues are are put into the entire curriculum of the school I'm not exactly sure how that's supposed to work but but uh, um, in the you know while you're while they're teaching your child to read and do arithmetic somehow they are also involving uh issues of human sexuality and and there's so that consequently there's really no way to exempt your children from that instruction because it's going to be everywhere wow that's crazy let's take a moment for a word from our sponsor advent is already here and christmas will come shortly thereafter Ad Cruson wants to help you get ready this season with their wonderful collection of gifts, art, greeting cards, and Christmas ornaments. 
These things are great. They recently sent me some of their Christmas ornaments. They're pewter. They have a nice weight to them with striking designs on the front. They'll make a great gift for a loved one or a beautiful adornment for your own tree. They have a bunch of different designs. I gave one of their baptism ornaments as a gift recently, and I was proud and happy to do so. Ad Crucem also sells greeting cards and Christmas cards, one of my favorite of their offerings. They have just the right art on the front to punctuate the message, which is always robustly Lutheran. No saccharine, overly sweet bromides here. You'll find just the right message for every occasion. Check out their wonderful things at adcrucem.com. That's A-D-C-R-U-C-E-M dot com or go to lutherancartographer.com slash 2020 gifts to be redirected to their website. Check them out. Let's get back to our guest. All right, so now let's turn to happier things. If somebody's visiting Chehalis, what restaurants, activities, what things would you say, ah, you got to go check this out? What are some of the good things to do in the area? Um, we have, uh, I, I, am, uh, I am a craft beer aficionado, and, and as much of the Pacific Northwest, every little town's got a brewery or two or three in it, uh, and we're no exception. Um, if you like, uh, if you like craft beer and good pub food, um, there are several options. My favorite of which is a little place downtown, uh, called, uh, the flood Valley tap house or the flood Valley brewery and tap house. Um, the proprietor there always, uh, has, has a huge selection of rotating taps of, of, uh, Beers mostly from all around the state of Washington, but others also, um, ciders and and other things. And he's got a, a great chef and a great menu, so it's a great place to, to hang out and and enjoy good food and good drinks. That sounds fantastic. Any activities you'd recommend? You know, rural America. Uh, one of the things, again, having grown up in in rural Oregon, um, rural America has great uh, uh, fairs. So the the uh, um, Lewis County uh, is home to the uh, uh, what do they call it? They don't call it the Lewis County Fair, but uh, um, anyway, it, it essentially is the Lewis County Fair. So there's you know uh, uh, animals and, and exhibits and that sort of thing. Those those are always fun. One of the things my family did when I was growing up is we traveled around to the various county fairs in Oregon. They all have a little bit different character and something fun to enjoy. Um, the Lewis County Fair is no different. Um, one of, one of the great things we are, um, you know, every, everybody knows the date, May 18th, 1980, um, when, when Mount St. Helens lost her top, we are, uh, are, uh, less than an hour really from, from the, the entrance into, uh, the Mount St. Helens, uh, uh, uh national monument area. Um, so if you, if you want to come take in, there's, there's, uh, there's great hiking around, um, uh, up there and all over the place. Um, we're not far from the Pacific Ocean. We're not far from the mountains. We're kind of, you, you can get to all of these outdoor recreation areas in, in short order um, and, and uh, enjoy God's creation that way. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful in that part of the state. All right, now let's turn to current events, the coronavirus. Washington State's approach has been rather interesting. What has been your experience and your congregation's experience with this? 
if by interesting you mean draconian, then I'm right there with you. Yes, <laughs> that that is maybe not quite as bad as like California, but certainly not not good. <laughs> Right. Pretty, cl pretty close to California, but not bad. So we in, in Lewis County, one of the advantages of, of living in rural America is is that, um, you know, social distancing, so-called, is, is kind of a way of life for us. Right. We, 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 uh, we, we aren't crammed next to one another. And, and so we, we do have distance. And so in, in Washington's early phased in plan, we rather quickly made it to phase three, uh, kind of just boom, boom, boom within within four weeks, because I think it was I think it was a two week waiting period in each in each phase. And so within three weeks, Lewis County had made it to to phase three, which is where the governor kind of put the freeze on everyone. Then nobody was moving to to new phases after that. But phase three allows us um, 50% of our capacity or whatever you can hold and maintain six feet between individuals and family groups. Um, so, uh, we, we rather quickly made that. And, and so we're, we're, we're not really able to get to 50%. Um, but by adding just one extra service, uh, on Saturday night, we were able to accommodate um, everyone who's comfortable coming to church to attend. So we're we're able to f to to maintain the distancing at around fifty or sixty individuals uh, uh, because we have some large family groups that that can sit together anyway. Um, so between the two services, we we are at about oh I'd say seventy percent of our pre-coronavirus um, attendance. We are um, following the state mandate to wear masks during the divine service. We found it um, while it is annoying, um, it's not impossible to uh, to worship wearing a, a cloth face covering. Um, we are uh, we have we have made some um, some uh, allowances in in our our distribution uh, of the Lord's Supper, um, although um, we didn't make large sweeping changes there. I see. All right. Now I want to turn to the question of people who are thinking about moving to somewhere else. What is your general and pastoral advice for somebody who's maybe not liking where they are or wanting to, to move to like a more rural location out of maybe, say, a city like Seattle or uh, Portland? What would your general and pastoral advice be? So, so I, 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 uh, I, I feel badly for my brothers in office in those, uh, in those areas because they are, in fact, seeing that. Um, a good friend of mine who, who is a pastor um, in, in really the heart of urban Seattle, um, you know, every, every day, it seems, he's losing families because they just don't want to raise their kids in that environment. Um, and while I feel badly for him and, and for the future of his parish because of that, I do completely understand. Um, and and if, uh, if, if you live in a more urban area in western Washington or western Oregon and are looking to, to get out of that urban area but don't want to, uh, to uh, do something as drastic as moving inland, 
I would say places like Lewis County or, or maybe uh, uh, moving uh, north from Seattle on the I-5 corridor in Washington are places where you can get the benefits of, of rural life, of, of maybe being a little insulated from the progressivism uh, that is that has become characteristic of urban Oregon and Washington. Um, uh, and, and, and Lewis County is one of those places. Um, although, I mean, honestly, I, I don't know how long we will hold it off. Um, so uh, if, if long term, you might even think uh, Eastern Washington or um, honestly, Idaho, Montana, North Dakota. I mean, those are the places that that will continue um, to to see um, the advantages of of a rural lifestyle and being more insulated from the the progressivism uh, that is that is wreaking havoc on our urban areas all across the country. That makes sense. Now, as we start to close out the podcast, I want to make sure to give you the opportunity to point our listeners to anything that you would like. Your church's website, places to follow you online. Where would you like to point our listeners? Um, I, I, uh, if you want to check out more about Lewis County, more about our congregation, our congregation's website is shahalaslutheran.org. Shahalas is spelled C-H-E-H. A-L-I-S. Uh, so it's shahalaslutheran, all one word, dot org. That's our website. It's a very simple website. Uh, I don't have a lot there. Um, not looking to become a, a, any sort of internet celebrity, but it just has the basic information you need to know about who we are. Um, and uh, and we also have a, 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 you can find us on Facebook, but that's about the extent of our online presence. Um so that that's uh, and then, of course, you're always free to call me. Um, I'm reachable uh, some mornings of the week. Uh, and, and the phone number here at the church is uh, is three six zero seven four eight four one zero eight. Great. Pastor Freeman, thank you so much for your time today. What are your parting thoughts for our listeners? First of all, thank you for this podcast. I, I think it is it is something uh, which people don't often give thought to when they're looking someplace to move in the world. They, they often look, hey, how am I going to support my family? Where can I get a job? Um, but uh, I really, and, and maybe this is just because I'm a nerd pastor, but, but the first question you ought to be asking yourself when you're looking to move someplace is, hey, where am I going to feed my family on the bread of life? Where are they going to receive the good gifts that our Lord Jesus has to give? When you're looking for someplace to relocate, the first thing you ought to be looking for is a church which will feed your family on, on, uh, on the gospel uh, preached in its truth and purity and on the sacraments administered according to our Lord's institution. Absolutely. Thank you again. God's peace. It's been a joy. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to The Lutheran Cartographer. For more about the things that we talked about today, check out the show notes page at lutherancartographer.com slash 49. I want to remind you about Ad Crusom's great collection of gifts, greeting cards, and other great stuff for Christmas and any time during the year. Check them out at adcrucem.com, A-D-C-R-U-C-E-M.com, or go to lutherancartographer.com slash 2020gifts to be redirected to their website. Check it out.
If you're not already, subscribe to the show on Stitcher or on iTunes so you don't miss an episode. And while you're there, I'd appreciate it if you'd leave a rating and a review. Just look today. We've got nine ratings. I really appreciate those that have already reviewed the show. And if you haven't, I would appreciate you taking a moment to do that so that more people will hear the show. Until next time, I'm Nicholas Weber. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon.